Hey, what's up, guys? It's Lewis here, aka Lucent, here with John, aka Blizzard. Uh, this is our first podcast on the col- the Collateral Podcast. Um, hopefully, you guys do enjoy. This is a podcast mainly towards CDL, uh, talking about like the fan point of view, pretty much. Hopefully, you guys do enjoy this episode. Um, it's our first first one, so let's get it started. Uh, it's going to start with pretty much all the stages. We're going to do all the stages just in a little short summary for you guys. And then we'll go from there. Just let it go. So we're going to start with stage one. How do you think stage one performed? Um, I think it performed pretty well. Thinking Atlanta won and all that. And all the teams that ended up going all the way through. What do you think, John? Um, yes. Pretty much when is expected. Uh, we all knew Baze was going to be the dominant team coming into the year. Mm. And, uh, yeah. I think I think it went pretty well. It went pretty normal, honestly. Um, except for a few teams that were honestly really quiet. But then, then a few roster changes came in, and that changed for the next stage. Stage 2 was kind of a shock for a lot of people, honestly. Uh, seeing Toronto taking um, first place, even though they were in winners round one, went down to losers, and then took on FaZe, the number one. Well, oh, I mean, actually, being in losers at the final stage of the bracket is pretty much an advantage nowadays. Yeah. Since, uh, yeah. yeah, since you, I mean, you're literally playing matches in a row and. When you're in winners, you literally have to wait, and uh, you're playing against a hot team that's winning all these games in losers bracket. Well, did that happen for stage two? Because I know stage one, they actually had. Um... Yeah, look, look. So I'm looking at it right now. Atlanta phase. Um, they played Dallas um, mm-hmm. in the winners finals. And Toronto Ultra won two series in a row and then beat FaZe in the grand final. And I, I'm i pretty sure that's part of why they won. I'm not saying that's the reason why they won, but it's definitely no, a big part of it. I definitely understand that. Because uh, I know that they ended up changing that. Like I think it was like towards the beginning of the season. I think it was stage two when they changed it. Because stage one... Um, you had the winners uh, the last day on Sunday, the Sunday for champs. You had the winners finals and the losers finals, and then you had the finals. And then I think it was stage two when they changed it where uh, the winners finals was on Saturday, and then whoever won that played on Sunday on finals, and that yeah, was it. Yeah. And Atlanta literally... Um... That was their only series that day, and they lost it. And Toronto had three, and they won all of them. So. Yeah, and some some people, some pros are actually complaining about that. Like Glacier is complaining, and yeah, some and people... it's a bad format. Yeah, some people are saying that it's, they should change the, it back. Because the winners bracket, or the if you're in the winners bracket for the grand final, you literally don't have an advantage because it's a bit of a best of nine. True. They don't give you the extra map. Yeah. Oh yeah, that is true. I forgot about that. When you get um, last year, that they would give you the extra map. I remember that. Yeah. Yeah, they they're, they're not doing that this year. Yeah, 
That does make sense. I feel like they should change it because it is unfair knowing that another team, ha- this this these few st- these last few stages, they get two. What is it? Uh, losers semis and then losers finals and then finals, right? Or is it just finals, uh, losers finals and then finals? Wait, what do you mean? When uh, with the new format, isn't don't do, doesn't the loser have to play two? two uh two matches before they get to the finals yeah yeah so that like i said toronto played three series on sunday and atlanta only played one and it was in the grand finals yeah so yeah that's definitely an unfair format if they need to change it back to the original way because it gets it gives each team at least or at least give winners bracket a map yeah or that yeah okay so that gives Stage two, our uh, little per- little thing that happens pretty much with Toronto making pretty much an upset, I guess you could say, because uh, for that group, they were two and three, honestly. So they really didn't start off that well until they made the roster change for Methods and Insight. Um, and then stage three, we have Atlanta winning that again. Um, with It's the same thing, too. Atlanta was in loser's bracket and they won. Yeah, and wasn't it wasn't it Toronto that was on top? Wasn't it? I'm pretty sure, right? No, it was uh, New York. Oh, wasn't uh, it? Atlanta played Toronto in the losers bracket final? Oh, okay, okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, I on remember. Sunday. Okay, so yeah, it was New York. They lost, and Atlanta took that one. All right, and now we make it to stage four. And we have Dallas with the really close series, like a really freaking they honestly should have had it if, if that was any other team other than phase they would have won it 100 like to see dallas take it that far with phase especially on land that Our was first actually map insane. nine we've ever seen and only having wow. vivid vivid for what one whole stage i think they only had him for like one whole stage right yeah, something like so that. So that's five matches and some scrims and stuff. Only having him for that long, honestly, they did really, really well. They didn't do the stage so well. They they did still do well, but they ended up three two, um, in that stage. And it was honestly pretty crazy. I can't believe. Yeah, I mean, they, they only lost land. two series the whole stage. The one against Atlanta, and then. On Friday, they lost to Toronto three-two. Yeah, and that was that was crazy. That was really really crazy. Um, now we're on to stage five, which is actually kind of exciting. Seeing the the lineups and the 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 Group A and Group B, um, having Group A with Atlanta, Optic, New York, Los Angeles, Thieves, Paris, and London. Uh, group A is pretty good. With Group B being Dallas, Toronto, Minnesota, Florida, the Gorillas, and Seattle Surge. Um, honest opinion, which group do you think is harder, tougher? Um, I was thinking, honestly, Group B. Because those middle teams, I honestly don't know who's going to get like top two, top three. I, I, I'm pretty confident that dallas is gonna get first mm. um but uh like those those middle teams i feel like anyone can take anyone can be anyone 
uh, in those middle teams on that group. Mm-hmm. And to let everyone know right now, we are Florida fans. We we're all we both live in Florida, so um, we both live in Florida. So we are Florida fans. We 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 are big fans of the Mutineers, um, which I do think Group E is definitely a hard group because you do have Dallas, Toronto, Minnesota, Florida, the Gorillas, and the Surge, which with Dallas, they just won that amazing land, that great, uh, not, they didn't win, but they made it really close, they definitely won a, a, a decent amount of matches, they made it really close with Atlanta Faze, literally the top team of the entire CDL standings, um, with Toronto being in the top three as well, like, that that is very difficult and like very hard so i'm honestly scared for florida a little bit just because you have dallas toronto minnesota is a mid middle of the pack contender for us gorillas aren't that far either even though they're the bottom four they are still pretty far but they can definitely be a scary team here and there so i was talking about florida pretty much how we're both fans for Florida and how we think I think yeah Group B is definitely way harder having three honestly maybe four teams that can definitely contend against Florida Gorillas Rocker Toronto and Dallas and yeah like I feel like um Ultra Rocker Florida Seattle even Gorillas like all those teams can be all of them like it that's just why I think it's harder. Yeah. And then we go over to Group A, uh, Atlanta first. And then sort of the same thing that's happening in Group B. I feel like uh, New York will get second. And then I feel like it's just going to be a toss-up between Optic and LA for third. Uh, I'm hoping we could see LA do some good stuff this major, their new squad. Happy mm. to see John back in the CDL. He's one of my favorite players of all time. Mm. So do you know what the uh, full roster is at the moment? I know it's uh, Kenny. Yeah, it's uh, Ken uh, Slasher, Rosa, and John. Okay, I do think that roster could do really well. Um, hopefully, Draza can definitely do really well as well, since he's a flex mainly. Um, knowing John's the sub, Slasher and Kenny are doing the ARs pretty much right now. So here's what I was thinking. What's up? Why not throw Kenny? On a sub, they could throw like, him back into the sub. He was I mean, the main sub for we a while. Throw back, throw back to World War Two. He was mm. the best sub in the game. Mm. Um, and I feel like he could do good with John, and then throw Draza on the flex, because he can run a sub too and an AR. They can definitely try that. No, they could definitely try that. Um, it's just. Right now, honestly, I feel like they might not just because Kenny is playing pretty lights out with the AR, honestly, being that the Krig is so dominant in this game. Um, so they'll probably test it out more with Draza, but the, you never know. They might they might test it out. We don't know. We don't know anything about the Thieves, pretty much. We have no contacts or no... We, we don't want to know the behind the scenes, but they could try that out and see if it works. It could work, honestly. Um, but we have no idea... Um, but honestly, I do think it's a toss-up between Optic and Thieves. But I, uh, with all honesty, I think Chicago might take it over Thieves. 
depending on how thieves are well-rounded if if thieves can get it together with all their roster moves and changes and all their drama because i think thieves honestly probably have the most drama in the league right now um if thieves can get it together then i could say yeah the thieves probably could take chicago but it's a toss-up i would but i would take i would put my money on chicago if if i really had to so I would say Atlanta, New York, Chicago. Then I would say Thieves. And then Paris and London are another toss-up. I feel like they're pretty evenly matched teams. But both groups have their little little quirks, honestly. And the schedule, I think, just recently came out, which was really cool. Um, that The CDL just Here posted we got, on Twitter. On Thursday, London versus Face. Paris versus Optic, Friday LA versus or Lag versus Rocker, Thieves versus New York, and uh, Saturday is Paris versus Phase, Seattle versus Florida, uh, Gorillas versus Dallas, and then Sunday Ravens versus Thieves, Rocker versus Ultra, and New York versus Chicago. Okay. Well. Being Florida fans, I hope we can take that surge one. I think we could. It's it's back online, correct? I'm pretty sure it is, right? They're playing um, the stage the regular... online and then the major on land, correct? Yeah, from what I believe, yes. Okay. If it is online, um, I definitely do think we can take it. Because from what it looks like, it looks like Seattle is a good team, but it seems like they're better on land. So hopefully we can take it. Um, that's one thing. Let's just bring up Florida real quick because since we are big Florida fans and stuff like that, what do you think of the team so far? How do you think of our consistency and the players themselves? Um, we're definitely improving. Neptune is finding his form. That kid's disgusting. Uh, we just need to work on... Honestly, we just need to work on SMD. Like, I feel like we're just throwing rounds away and stuff mm -hmm. and um yeah i feel like if we just work on our snd we could start taking start taking uh series from those top teams where we struggle from mm -hmm. uh, but i, I feel like this that. this stage is going to be super important um especially with the group that they're in Mm. Uh, we have in sixth place in the standings. We have Rocker at two hundred points, Thieves at one eighty, and Florida at one seventy. Mm. So for seeding, this is just going to be super important. Mm -hmm. No, definitely, I believe that. Uh, honestly, from the land, two people that I am shocked about. Which one is good? One is bad. I'm shocked with Neptune. He played really well on his first land ever. Um, in the Call of Duty scene, um, in Awakening, I was pretty shocked with because honestly, he didn't play as well he's as he did online. He played pretty decent, but I think it was just ma mainly him trying to get used to the whole LAN environment as well. Uh, it being his first time, he played. He plays really well online. He does really well. Hopefully, he does transfer that over to LAN at some point. He because he wasn't playing his LAN. That's why I felt like we didn't maybe lose to new york he wasn't playing his lights out like he does on uh uh on his online 
game matches. Uh, he still did play really well. He, I'm not going to take any of that away from him, but he definitely didn't play his lights out like he does uh, on his online matches. So hopefully at some point he can transfer that over to LAN. Um, but Neptune, I am really, really shocked with. He played really well, played really lights out. Um, the rest of the team did it really well. My other thing is is probably um, our hard point. Um, the start, the starting breaks. Honestly, it seems like we can definitely bring it back midway in the hard point. But at the beginning, we just let other teams take way too big of a gap on us, which really screws us. We've had a few S and Ds that we've played really well. Um, and yes, I do think we definitely need to improve on our S and D still as well. But also our hard point, I think we need to get a good start on our hard points and then go from there. Because from the matches I saw, we kept starting like every hard point map we had, we were down like 70, 80 points and we would bring it back. Which is great. I'm glad that we can do that. But I feel like we should have a good start to make it easier on us because that just puts pressure and makes it way more difficult. But let's move on to the next schedule for week two. On week two, we got Toronto Ultra, Gorillas, Rocker, Surge on Thursday. Saturday, uh, Friday, let me, sorry. On Friday, we have Empire, Mutineers, uh, Phase, Thieves. Saturday, we have New York, London, Florida, Gorillas, Toronto, Surge. On Sunday, we got Thieves, Paris, uh, Phase, Optic, Empire, and Rocker. Is there any matches that maybe stand out to you on uh, week two? Um, I mean, uh... if not, hey, that's okay. I'm just. Do you think there's any matches that stand out really well that are? probably very important to the league and everything going on coming up for champs uh, things like that where is it the or can you read them again yeah okay so thursday is ultra gorillas uh rocker search friday is empire mutineers Atlanta, uh phase and thieves saturday is new york and london florida and gorillas Toronto and Surge. Um, Sunday is Thieves in Paris, Phase and Optic, and Empire and Rocker. Um, what strikes me is the last two matches. The Phase, uh, you said Phase Optic, right? Yeah. And then what was the other one? Dallas Rocker. Yes, actually, I was thinking that one as well. I feel like that's a really good yeah. standout match. Um, yeah, so those two are great examples of how this um, these two teams, uh, Optic and Rocker, their season has gone. So they do amazing against the bottom teams. They're solid, definite top six team. And they do amazing against the bottom teams, but they just can't seem to take series off the big teams and uh, break into that top four absolute or that top three, get into a grand final maybe mm -hmm. uh, standout team. And um, I feel like if they can take those those matches, the especially the uh, optic especially, um, it's just gonna give them that confidence going into the 
you know, this is the end of the season. Um, mm. This is going to give him that confidence going into the end of the season, going into playoffs and champs. Mm. And, um, yeah, they just... The thing for Optic, especially, is just they, they need to widen their map pool. I feel like every time they go into a match with the top team, their map pool is just... Like, they're going to get um, outplayed when it comes to the vetoes because their map pool isn't that great. Um, yeah. Um, yeah, I think I believe that, too. I, uh, one thing um, I do think is bringing Optic down is probably their search and destroy. I feel like ever since they lost Tupac from last season, because they had him for the first season of the CDO, they, I just feel like they aren't the same. I feel like they're not as good as they used to be. I feel like a lot of people honestly think that they should have kept Tupac, and a lot of people think that a lot of teams that are doing really well right now that are in the top four have at least two coaches or at least two two sort two sorts of eyes. That's why Atlanta Face is doing really well. They literally have Crowder, they have Tupac, and they have a uh, two e. What was what is his name again? I'm trying to remember. Two Easy or something like that. Easy Mac. Yeah, Easy Mac or something like that. Um, and a lot of people are saying that the the amount of eyes is honestly helping out the team, and very much. Yeah, well, I mean, you gotta everything. give credit to Atlanta. They lost that stage two final to Toronto, and then what did they do right after that? They picked up Tupac to work on their S and D. I mean, like. Yeah, they just—you got to give credit to them because they want to win and they're trying to win, and we can see that. Mm. And honestly, just to bring Florida into this as well, we picked up uh, another little uh, thing of eyes. I don't remember his name because um, he hasn't been part of Florida for that long. Um, we did pick up another set of eyes, though. Um, hopefully, I do remember his name, but I don't think I will at the moment. I'm sorry. Um, maybe we can bring him up another time. Um, but once we picked up the other set of eyes, honestly, we did play a lot more consistent. We fixed a lot of our problems. Even the players mentioned that and uh, on Twitter, things like that. They even mentioned it uh, to him as well that they just felt like they played a lot better. They got rid of a lot of their mistakes that kept happening, and we were playing more consistent. Yes, we did lose a few matches, but every I feel like what was it? almost every match we lost uh, went to game five at least, right? I think so. Um, maybe I wasn't able to watch that much because I was out of town. Oh, but, true. Um, maybe. Well, uh, I know our Dallas match. We went to a game five. I'm trying to remember if this because we we ended up uh, that stage three two. I don't remember if our second match was a three five or not. But uh, I know we were taking teams the distance and we were fixing our uh, our problems. So a lot of people are saying that uh, Chicago is just having a hard time because they literally have one coach at the moment and that they should hire another or get another person to help them out because it's just not enough because there's just too much going on now but let's move on to the third week um with all the matches going on so this is the surge home series uh for the third week on thursday we have new york versus paris uh chicago versus london on friday we have toronto versus florida dallas versus seattle on saturday we have paris versus london Minnesota versus Florida, Chicago versus uh, the Thieves. On Sunday, we have the Gorillas versus Seattle, FaZe versus New York, and Dallas and Empire. I mean, Dallas Empire versus Toronto Ultra. 
And again, honestly, it's literally the last two matches that honestly stand out. You have FaZe in New York, and you have Dallas and Toronto with the last two matches on Sunday. Uh, the one that struck me was the Rocker Florida match. I feel like that one's going to be absolutely huge when it comes to standings. Oh, no, definitely, yeah. That one will be a big match, uh, especially for Florida, because they want to stay out of that bottom four to uh, have their... Uh, chances to make it into playoffs and also probably optic chicago and the thieves just because the thieves are they're they're only 10 points above florida right now they're at 180 cdl points we're at 170 and like this whole stage like thieves very very much need to win this whole stage because if they do not win at all this stage then they could honestly be put in the bottom four. So if John doesn't work out or any of the other players don't work out, they they have danger of beating being in the bottom four and another team taking their spot, which I'm pretty sure are the Gorillas. So right well, now... Well, I mean, let's be honest. Last stage, it, it was a fluke for Thieves. I mean, like mm -hmm. it really didn't count because, you know, the whole who COVID thing... Yeah, they were basically playing pickup eights. Like it, it, it didn't count. So I'm curious to see how thieves are gonna come out. This is pretty much in my eyes like their first official land that's gonna be, mm -hmm. and I'm curious to see because I mean we've seen Slasher and John have great success in the past. I mean they've won a ring together, mm -hmm. and uh, uh, I was excited knowing that that duo is gonna come back and. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I I do definitely think it'll work out, and if it doesn't work out on online, if once they bring it to land, I do think it could work out. But we just have to see. Maybe maybe we can see during the the stage five in the few the three weeks that we have, if thieves are honestly improving with him or not, and if they're improving with Draza as well. Because right now it's only Draza, John Slasher, and Kenny, uh, Venom, Hook, uh, Tej. None of them are on the roster. They're all, they're all off. They're not all off of the, off the roster. But we have Venom playing in Challengers. I think Tej is as well. I don't know about Hook. I'm pretty sure he isn't. But well, I we mean, have those two players playing in Challengers. Venom and right Venom and Hook. They didn't or Venom and Tej. They didn't qualify for uh, Challengers. Yeah. <laughs> That's another topic we can bring up just real quick. Honestly. Um, your thoughts on pros not playing to their fullest in challengers um recently um we just had the na elite stage five and i wrote this down just to make sure we got it in because i do feel like it is very important to bring it up because i feel like it is true and it is wrong for some of these players um we had six pros that didn't make it we had methods chino select venom tj and general the only pros that I saw that did make it there could be more that I missed out or I didn't notice I'm pretty sure were fire and diamond con and but those are young pros they were only at the beginning of this the CDL season so they're striving they're hungry still I feel like and that's probably why but a lot of people are saying that pros that have been in the league for a while now or have been in the scene just the scene for a while aren't really trying in the challengers scene which I feel like is very upsetting and disappointing to a lot of the teams out there because, look, yeah, we understand you're a pro, but a lot of these challenger peoples uh, can definitely be pros. Literally, a lot of them. 
a lot of them out there can definitely be pros and take spots. So I, I just don't understand why some of these pros that have gotten dropped and are in the challenger scene are not trying anymore. Like, you are, they may think you're guaranteed a spot, but you're really not. I feel like you really should try and stop, just stop being like that and not being lazy about it. Actually put in the effort, be ready for your scrims, be on time, because any of those, even your teammates on your challenger team can take your spot. It's just... It's a little upsetting to hear and to know. What are your thoughts on it, John? I mean, yeah, it's definitely disappointing because, I mean, yeah, like we're getting rumors now that there might probably not even be expansion next year. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, that's upsetting because, <laughs> I mean, that, that, that means that there will only be still 48 spots in the league next year. Mm-hmm. And we have guys like, um tj who slacked that have literally won chips that aren't on rosters this year and they go to challengers um and it just feels like they aren't trying and it's so upsetting because um you have they have teammates like we said before that that like they're trying to break through Mm-hmm. And you're trying to break through, and like this is it for them. Like we get it, you were a pro before, but you need to go as hard as you were before, because that's just upsetting to you. That's upsetting to your teammates, and that's upsetting to your fans. If mm-hmm. you're not, it's just completely unacceptable. I definitely think the same as well. I think it's unacceptable. Uh, watching the flank just a few days ago, um, seeing that uh, Zuma was talking about methods to Hamza and stuff like that, saying that he showed up five minutes before match it, the mat their their match and everything like that's just it does seem very unacceptable. It shouldn't have happened, um, and it's just wrong to let your team down like that because all literally yes methods you were in the CDO you were in the scene you were in the pros whatever. But now you're in the challengers. And now you're screwing your chances for your other players, honestly, as well. Because now they can't make the stage. They can't make the uh, NA Elite stage. And now they can't even show off their skill just because you were five minutes late. You didn't want to be on time. You're not trying. And Zuma said that he even did a listen in with the team and said that he didn't hear any comms. And that's really disappointing. Like, you're a pro you should really be trying and you shouldn't be taking it as if oh i'm just here to show a little bit of my skills so i can get back into the scene no you should be showing 110 percent of your skill at all times because you never know what's going to happen literally any of your teammates on your challenger team can literally take your spot there are so many players out there in challengers there were hundreds of players literally new york picked a player all the way from what he's uh hydras from france isn't he yeah. So you have teams picking up players from other countries. So they're not going to just pick up NA players. There is talent everywhere. It is not just in NA. There is talent in France, Paris, wherever, London. You literally have talent everywhere. So it just I just think it's upsetting and disrespectful to not play right, not play on time, not not be there, not play your full potential. It's just upsetting and wrong. Um, to see that a lot of pros are being like this. Um, 
and it really does suck I hope a lot of these pros do get it fixed and do work it out and hopefully we'll see a lot of them back into uh, the CDL scene and let's talk on uh, the expansion yes I've he also heard rumors of supposedly not expanding expanding this year um, but it really does suck I really do think they should expand um, at least grab like even grabbing two teams would be nice yes it would be nice to get another four which would be great it would help the help the scene so much more um, but it really does suck and hopefully they can get it going so let me know what do you what are your thoughts on that um yeah it's just it's upsetting because i mean we've had 12 teams for for two years now and um it's just kind of we we need to see some more roster spots. We really do. We ha we have names like like I said before, like Hook, TJ that aren't on the league, man. And it's just upsetting because I mean we we've seen these players competing forever, mm -hmm. and to see that they're not um like we know how good they are, and to see that they're not competing um at the professional caliber it's just it's sad it really is and there, i feel like they're just there needs to be expansion i feel like two definitely at least two four would be money anything four more than four isn't really needed but at least two but four would be money probably yeah, um definitely you literally literally just from the uh i forgot to mention this as well when i said that um i don't oh no i think i did i'm not sure but Six players in the NA elites didn't make it to stage five um, uh, NA elites, which was Methods, Chino, Slack, Venom, TJ, and General. Those six players didn't make it to uh, NA elites. Um, like I said, I may be wrong with the people that did and didn't make it, but I'm pretty sure Fire and Diamond Con did make it to the NA stage elite five. Um, and right there, just with those six that didn't make it and the two that did make it that's eight that's eight pros right there that is literally two rosters right there that's what i'm saying is i do think expansion is needed there's so many players out there with so much potential two player like two teams at least i mean um i feel like they really should at least just pick up two teams it could change the scene so much make it so much more fun um make it really fun and incredible it would be great if they added at least two more teams it would be amazing um, just to have two teams, it's not the best. I think they should add four more. Um, but having at least two would be great. Literally, just eight names. I mentioned eight names that are in challenges right now, that didn't even uh, six of them didn't make it to stage five, of of the elite NA, and six of them and two of them did. That's eight players right there. That is two full rosters that could be playing in the CDL right now. And it sucks. I really do think they should expand. Hopefully they do. If they don't this year, hopefully it is next season or next year. I really hope they do. Hopefully they don't go a third season, third year without expanding because I think it'll just be too much and people are going to start getting bored because it's just too little. It's too small of teams. There's too little, um, especially for playoffs. You only have eight teams going to playoffs, which kind of sucks. Like, I, I kind of... 
I'm like 50-50 on the way they do playoffs right now, how the four bottom don't get to go. I'm 50-50 on that. I know your opinion, how you don't agree with it, but if they were to add two more teams, you would have 10 teams in playoffs at least because then the bottom four wouldn't be able to go. That's six, that, no, that's 14 teams. So you would have 10 teams at least making it to playoffs, at least I think, unless they would change the format, adding two more teams or adding four more they probably would change the format maybe it would be 10 teams that make it or something like that i don't know but i really do think they should add at least two more for the follow season three just to bring some spice bring some new um and get some of these players out of the challenger scene back into pro pro teams honestly um it just it's so much fun there and we me and you both have seen it we've seen it on twitter there are some teams that are looking to come into the scene um i'm trying to remember one of them i think x yeah i mean we've got we've got x we've got rise heretics there's just even dr disrespect said he was trying to get a team like they they they've got offers i know they do they've got a bunch of offers it's just Mm. whether or not they're gonna take them or not i don't know i think the reason they might not be taking them is just because they still want to it's still early this is their second year so they're probably trying to see how much money they can actually make because these teams have to profit profit off of this as well so that's probably why they haven't taken them yet is because this is only the second year so they're probably they're honestly trying to do all the uh they're trying to see what the analytics are pretty much like um with um all the other teams just the 12 teams so far so they're trying to see what the analytics are like what the profit is what the loss is because you got to think of it almost this whole season was almost online honestly this was the first land and it didn't even have fans so they really didn't make any money from that land it they had made no money from that land i mean Um, they're they're getting money from viewership and sponsors yeah no definitely they're getting money from viewership and sponsors but is that enough to give to 12 teams though honestly it probably isn't so that's probably why is um they're just trying to get back to figuring out the analytics because the season one the first year it was like half the season we had on lan and online and you can definitely tell the the all of the home stages were packed well that were on lan a lot of them were packed with fans up like crazy they were crazy packed they sold loads of tickets and that's where a lot of teams honestly make their money is probably through tickets so that's probably why they haven't accepted any teams yet is just because they're trying to see what the profitability is but hopefully they can figure it out hopefully they can bring at least two more teams for next season um i would be way happier if they brought four i think everyone would be but if they can't i would be I, I would be okay if they brought two. I would be definitely okay with that. It would be nice, and I would love to see it. But I think that concludes our podcast. This is, like I said, this is Lewis, a.k.a. Lucent. We have John, a.k.a. Blizzard. You guys can go check us out on socials at ITZ Lucent. And then what's your ad again, John? Uh, ITZZ Blizzard. All right. Hopefully you guys did enjoy the podcast. We'll be trying to come out with one maybe 
maybe we'll probably do one every week for the matches to talk over the matches and stuff the reason this podcast is kind of all over the place because it's our first podcast and because four stages already passed so we just wanted to talk about all four stages honestly since it's our first episode instead of talking about one individually even though they all passed so hopefully you guys did enjoy um from now on though since this is a podcast and um we'll be doing it week by week so once week one is up for stage five we'll talk about that week the teams what happened upsets not upsets what do we think is going to go go on what's going to happen things like that etc etc so hopefully you guys are ready hopefully you guys do enjoy thank you guys for listening and hopefully we see you guys again this is the collateral podcast thank you guys for listening and we'll catch you guys next time